it is the one thing I miss about getting older. The beauty of that blank page of a thousand possibilities. Wow, that was short. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. That gravelly-voiced gentleman was Bruce Springsteen. He's got a one-man act, more or less, going on on Broadway now. On Broadway! Debuted last night to rave reviews. You have to be a little careful with rave reviews for Bruce Springsteen or U2 or Bob Dylan. Sure. Because critics tend to love everything they do. But having read a number of reviews, the new Bruce Springsteen show sounds freaking awesome. What's the nature of it? I mean, it's the, I the, got the whole thing. playlist. He's on Broadway, and a lot of us think... Wow, he's doing a play. I am Bruce, and my name is Springsteen, and ah, ha, ha. No, no, <laughs> not that so sort of it's thing. not that. Yeah, Some, da, da, da. <laughs> sometimes he just sits there in a chair and a lamp and tells stories that make you cry. Sometimes it's just like a musician playing. So we didn't, do we know the format? It's mostly him playing uh, his songs, just him and a guitar, a little piano now and then. Uh, mm-hmm. I've got the whole playlist if you want it. But um, And he talks and tells stories, which I guess uh, if you're a big Bruce team Bruce Springsteen fan are mostly stories he's told over the years in concerts. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, if you've been following Springsteen around like some sort of uh, I don't know deadhead for Springsteen, it wouldn't be new to you, but it might be new to me. Springboard is that what they would be called instead of a deadhead? Springboards. Yeah. But anyway, it sounds really really cool, and it's just a, a lot of his the classic songs you know that you've, right. you've heard many many times. Okay. So is this second clip we have just music? I think so. Yes. All right, let me hear a couple brought, By the way, this particular song brought the New York Times reviewer of this to tears. Oh, my. <laughs> a scurrying door slams, Mary's dress sweet. Like a vision, she dances across the porch as the radio plays. Roy Orbison singing for the lonely. Hey, that's me and I. Don't turn me home again. I just can't face myself alone again. Don't you run back inside, darling. You know just what I'm here for. So you're scared, you're thinking that may. So he was originally, I guess, John Hammond, when he discovered him, uh, thought he would be that kind of an act. Mm-hmm. Guy with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And so he's kind of doing what uh, people thought he should be doing originally. But Going back to his roots. That happens to be one of my favorite songs of all time, so it's difficult for me to to comment on it. So the critics are why, going... Why would I say that? It's fantastic. The critics, Man, I want to go see him. Critics are going gaga over it, so just letting you know. Does uh, he jabber on about his liberal politics? Doesn't seem to. Okay. Doesn't seem to. Just childhood stories and whatnot. It's more than seven hours long, though. Bring a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> Which reminds me once again of the best quote ever about Bruce Springsteen by the inimitable Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols when told that Springsteen plays four-hour shows... Johnny said, why would he do that to his fans? Does he hate them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, listen, we've got all sorts of good stuff coming up. A little uh, expert view of the uh, decertification of the Iran uh, deal. Plus, uh, the president's move in the wee hours or overnight or something or other. He announced that no more subsidies for insurance companies uh, through a, for Obamacare. Which may be just designed to hurry along the inevitable collapse. That is certainly going according to be the effect. To, according to a number of experts. Yeah. Uh, and some more Harvey Weinstein stuff, if you need any more of that. Uh, he's, a, you know, more of the same. He's a scumbag. And the, the weirdness of his contract, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And how NBC 
absolutely tried to stop this story from coming out mm. and couldn't contain it. Interesting. The president of the news tried to stop this from coming out. And the friends on the left are attacking him for it. Yeah. Interesting. So I don't know if you've heard there are terrible wildfires going on in Northern California and, uh, and well, up and down the West Coast, but particularly in the uh, Northern Bay Area of California. Uh, a number of kind of uh, side notes of varying degrees of seriousness. The National Football League is keeping a close eye on whether the Oakland Raiders ought to be playing the Los Angeles Chargers, a phrase that will never taste good in my mouth, by the way, Los Angeles Chargers, um, uh, whether they can actually hold the game because of air quality, which is uh, miserable, but it all kind of depends on the wind. So they might switch the Raiders to Levi Stadium, where the Chardonnay and cheese-eating 49er fans do their thing, to to hit an old, tired cliche. Or uh, the the mayor of San Diego said, hey, you can use Qualcomm Stadium where the Chargers used to play. Um, and it's unclear what they're going to do. If 49ers fans are eating cheese and drinking Chardonnay now, it's at home. It ain't at the game. Uh, looking at the stands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, also, uh, Stanford and I think uh, Cal Berkeley have games, so everybody's keeping an eye on the air because if you got these heavy, heavy particles in the air, um, it's 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 awful. You can't have the players running around breathing them. Which brings How us. How about the fans? The hell with the fans. How about the eighty thousand people in the stands? They'll be fine. You know, it's not good for y'all either. Although, unless you're like a big fat guy and can barely make it up the stairs to your seat, you're not huffing and puffing. Remember when that guy? They would do the players terrible damage. Remember when that guy passed out on top of us at a? Was that a <laughs> Carolina Panthers yeah. game? Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> guy actually, I believe the man was inebriated. Oh fell, my god! Fell completely over. He was one of the drunkest humans I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he just he collapsed in our laps. <laughs> And I, it was funny. Hilarious. It was funny Completely because. Completely lying down across the road. I, I didn't know exactly what to make of it. I wasn't sure what he was doing. So I was like, hey, now, buddy, come on now. And Jack, who is a, a bit more of the, uh, the experienced, uh, plier of the super drunk scene, I guess, immediately said, get out of, get out of our way, you drunken idiot or something. And he threw him and he like did hassled him and threw him away. I was like, oh, is that what's going on here? Joe so, believed yeah. it was a medical emergency of some sort. <laughs> uh, we should, we should help him. <laughs> well, no, it's no good for anybody's lungs no. to be breathing no. this crap, which brings us to the next story, which is that the air quality in the Bay area, which is just unimaginable. It, there are times in San Francisco and in all the suburban areas, depending on the wind again, where it looks like an extremely foggy day, but it's smoke. And it's absolutely miserable for you. Large particle pollution is terrible for your lungs. Um, we now have the same air quality as Beijing. Really? Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's funny. The headlines is uh, Northern California air is now as bad as Beijing. When the headline has got to be... Beijing is always like it's this. like this every day. Or a lot like this. My brother spent a fair amount of time in Beijing and sent me a bunch of pictures, and they were, you know, it's tough to tell from a photograph. It's unlike being there, but um, it looked nightmarish, like scary, like, Andy, get out of there. Well, <laughs> you shouldn't be there. People walk around in masks all the time. Well, right, right. Uh, said Richard Muller, UC Berkeley professor of physics, 
Um, and he's he co-founded a, a site that tracks air quality around the globe. He said these fires are bringing Beijing to the Bay Area and are allowing us to see what they experience around the clock. Uh, on the morning of the 12th, that was yesterday, some parts of San Francisco were in the 151 to 200 range on the air quality index, matching that in Beijing. China. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> um, wow, that's just that's just crazy. How do you live like that? By published estimates, it's killing 4,400 people a day in China alone. People die in China prematurely every day, and we pay no attention. Air quality in Bay Area right now should alert us that this is real. Um, you know, if I were going to sound a cynical note, I would uh, say maybe China needs to like have all sorts of weird uh, carb boards and and mandates and carbon cap and trades and the rest of it. And the final somewhat related note to the terrible, terrible fires is California's own Guy Fieri. I'm not going to say Fieri. Fieri. Came to Santa Rosa, California with a trailer, a crew, etc. Cooking for evacuees. Helping them out. He said, we're here feeding folks in the shelter that have been displaced. We just did 1,200 for lunch. Started this morning. Everybody's having a little break. It'll be about 2,500 people for dinner. I I love his diners, drive-ins, and dive show. I, I like it. I think he's a goofy and charming guy. He's getting a lot of criticism, though, Jack. Because he showed up to cook with all those before all those people with a wood-fired oven and barbecue smoker. Sending plumes of smoke into the already smoke-filled sky. He couldn't come up with a better choice than that, said one critic. Um, where's the uh, Everybody's criticism. a critic. Uh, let's see. Where's the quote? I see it's ironic and kind of funny that while well, you showed up to a smoky area with a smoker. I get it, but what was he supposed to do? When asked if the barbecue smoker was an appropriate choice considering the smoke and fire in the devastated area, Fury got defensive. I don't even have anything to say about that, he told KQED. That's a ridiculous question. That's a ridiculous statement. I mean, come on. What do you want me to do? What do we want you to do, guy? Perhaps broil, grill, roast, bake, saute, pan fry, deep fry, poach, simmer, boil, steam, braise, or stew. Anything but smoke, you idiot! That's what we want you to do! Never trust a man over 40 with frosted tips. That's yeah, my rule. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good rule. How do you feel about men under 40 with frosted tips? I don't know about... Same! I don't know about not trusting them, but you gotta keep an eye on them. Boy, I tell you, that frosts my tips. <laughs> Uh, so, we got the latest on everything to get into. More more of that to get into. Yeah, I, I, Huffington Post going hard at NBC for trying to kill the story about a, a powerful man who's on the left of politics, I guess. Let's hear it. Uh, I don't know what they're claiming NBC was up to, but stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Calling Senator Lindsey Graham's claim that President Trump shot a 73 during a recent game together patently unbelievable. <laughs> Golf Magazine is calling the president a liar. So that's it. That's all the magazines. Wow. 
What's the reasoning, I wonder? How would you know? It's fairly unlikely, but but not impossible. Well, right? I know guys who can shoot a 73. That are 70? several. Uh, are that at that age? Yeah, well, not many at that age. That's got to be fairly rare. Depends what tease you're playing. But, I, you know, among the issues that we have to wrestle with these <laughs> days, it's uh, not at the top of the list. So, um, maybe I'll do this first. So, Weinstein had a contract uh, with the, the Weinstein uh, Corporation there. The Weinstein Company is the actual name of it. They had, they had made the, and TMZ got a hold of the contract. So the contract was set up, well, I'll just read it. According to the contract, if Weinstein treated somebody improperly in violation of the company's code of conduct, or everybody's code of conduct, or the legal code of conduct, <laughs> including the Bible, <clears throat> he must reimburse the Weinstein company for settlements or judgments. Additionally, he had to pay the company um, uh, a percentage above that. In other words, they profited from his <laughs> abusing women. He would he had to pay the settlement with his own money, right? And then they, he had to pay like ten percent on top of that to the company for a pain in the ass charge, and it would, or for whatever. But they would profit when he did this. And then in it, fact, it was an escalating fee every time it did it. Mm-hmm. it started out at about a quarter mil, then up to five hundred, then a million for each subsequent one after well, that. Well, listen, we've negotiated and signed a lot of contracts in the exciting go go world of show business, and I'm telling you, if you go to the trouble on both sides of crafting an agreement like that, it is. I mean, and this is stating the obvious. I know you're all way ahead of me. That is specifically and painstakingly designed to rein in a certain behavior. Well, like, well, sure. It's, so it's, obviously everybody involved in the company knew what was going on. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a very good point. You do not go through, uh, and dealing with our contracts for things much less complicated than this, it takes a long time and a bunch of lawyers on both sides to look this stuff over. Imagine oh, yeah, how though, long. We'd, we'd like to change the wording from shall occasionally to shall periodically. Uh, okay. Imagine how long it took to put this together when it got up to a million dollars for each additional inc- incident. So, yeah, like you said, all it means is that everybody on the board knew they were dealing with a pig and they were going to try to make it expensive enough that he wouldn't do it. Right. And he signed it. Wow. I wonder if he had a budget. Like a line item on his Quicken software for settling with people I molested and or raped. Whoever did this story said the translation of that is Weinstein can be sued over and over as long as he writes a check. He will keep his job. Well, yeah, that's right. That is the other uh, end of it. Yeah. So that's as long as he fulfills that uh, that provision of the contract. So the the crux on that is that since that's not a. He's saying that he was unjustifiably fired, and there's rumors that he might be doing a wrongful termination suit against the company. Mm-hmm. Oh, because please of that. do. That's what he please was talking about the do. other day when he said, it's, I don't even think it's legal what they're doing. All right. Good luck with that. Um, so it matters that Ronan Farrow looks like um, Frank Sinatra, but is actually the child of Woody Allen. It matters to this story. Child legally or biologically? I mean... It's a hell of a coincidence that he looks precisely like his mom's ex. He couldn't look who he more remained friendly with. He couldn't look more. She remained friendly with. He couldn't look more like a young Frank Sinatra, and not at all like the nebbishy Jewish comedic genius Woody Allen. 
But the reason this actually matters to the story is NBC is claiming, the NBC News president, Oppenheim, is claiming that one of the reasons we were a little troubled by Ronan Farrow's reporting on this story and didn't go with it is that we thought there was a a conflict of interest since Harvey Weinstein had re-energized Woody Allen's movie career and Ronan Farrell might have a reason to go after him. Which is about as long a stretch and bogus as anything I can imagine. (laughs) Well, Well, none of the other news organizations seem to be bothered by it, like the New Yorker and the New York Times and CBS and ABC when the story came out. The quality of his reporting. Right, and and the fact that it's clearly true. Well, (laughs) there's there's that. Yeah. Yeah, but this is the excuse NBC is using at this point is HuffPo came out with an article yesterday and they have tons of sources. Ronan Farrow had been battling NBC for months and he had this story nailed down, nailed down enough that when he went to the New York Times, they said, sure, we're going with it. When he went to New Yorker, New Yorker, when he Mm -hmm. went to the New Yorker, he said, sure, we're going with it. He had a woman who was ready to go on camera and talk about being uh, raped by Harvey Weinstein. He had. Um, all these different uh, uh, people that had come forward, all the quotes, he had everything you need for the story. And NBC said, no, nah, we, we, we just don't think you have it nailed down or not. The New Yorker obviously thought he had it nailed down. Uh-huh. Um, and when the story came out, ABC News went with it. CBS News went with it last Friday night. NBC did not run it. The NBC president, news president, actually saying, we didn't think Harvey Weinstein was a big enough of a national figure that it warranted being on the NBC Evening News. Yeah, okay. Absolutely amazing. So when when so when so uh, uh, the young Frank Sinatra kid, the reporter, um, says, I got a woman here. She says she'll, she'll, she'll go on camera and say that Harvey Weinstein uh, uh, raped her, um, but she just wants to be in silhouette. So that, you know, we conceal our identity. NBC said, no, nah, we're not doing that. And uh, we're not. And so they refused to provide him the cameras. They wouldn't finance the actual report. So Ronan right. paid for it out of his own pocket. Right. Hired a crew. And uh, so NBC went to great lengths to try to stop the story from happening. And the, the fallout now is is huge. You got a guy from uh, Amazon, is it? Their video uh, department is is on leave and all sorts of entertainment executives are on leave. And um Rose McGowan, who's uh, an actor at the center of of a lot of these allegations against uh, Harvey Weinstein, tweeted at Jeff Bezos, guy who runs Amazon and the Washington Post, for that matter. I told the head of your studio that Harvey Weinstein raped me over and over. I said it. He said it hasn't been proven. I said I was the proof. So now she's calling out all these companies who were told specifically you're dealing with a rapist. So NBC apparently was afraid of being on the wrong side of Harvey Weinstein. And and so they were in a situation where they thought it was going to blow over, I guess. And they just wanted to, 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 to Harvey to look back on it and say, well, they stuck by me. They didn't go with the story because Saturday Night Live had jokes and sketches written about Harvey right. Weinstein, and they never aired. I don't know who who ended that, who who squashed it, but so so NBC News Friday evening didn't go with the story, even though the other networks did, and Saturday Night Live didn't go with the jokes. They they attempted to be on the they thought was going to be the right side of history with Harvey Weinstein. Right. By the way, we are getting a fair number of emails asking that you choose either Weinstein or Weinstein because you alternate. I'm asking, please don't do that. Work in Weinstein. That's what I was going to go with. And Weinstein. Weinstein. <laughs> go with all four of them. So I had one more thing that I wanted to do. The NBC. Oh, so NBC, who said, you know, there's just not enough there to go with. NBC is the organization organization that this week brought you the Trump wanted to increase the nuclear arsenal, which the SecDef said never happened. 
And John Kelly is depressed and wants to quit, which John Kelly came in front of a microphone and said yesterday, I'm not, and that's not true. And one of the stresses in my job is false reporting that I have to deal with. So NBC was willing to go with those sources and those stories. Right. But weren't willing to go with this Har- Harvey Weinstein story because that just wasn't nailed down enough. But Ronan Farrow had like eight different women on the record. So you're a little inconsistent on the anonymous sources or actual sources are willing to come out and say, over here, he raped me. It's pretty interesting. I just, uh, it's done. The, the jury is begging the judge, can we just give you the verdict? NBC News is a joke. They're now in the joke category. Yeah, well, they are certainly the the least by far respectable of the. Uh, if you're going to go big three, ABC, CBS, and NBC, I mean that's that's just amazing. The same week that you went with those other stories that have now been at least partially discredited, yep. and they haven't even mentioned it. That's another part of it that's really bad journalism to me. You want to say we stand by our story, but the sec def said this. We stand by our story, but the 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 chief of staff says this. But they're not even mentioning right. that the. Principles from the story have gone on the record to say they're not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, while at the same time, the story comes out from the Huffington Post, which isn't exactly, you know, uh, uh, right wingers um, saying NBC tried to stop this story for no good reason. Mm. That's that's really interesting. I hope it does some some damage to NBC like they have to re rethink their uh, the way they're going about business rounds coming into the airframe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's right. They do have Brian Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. Yeah. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? For bodies this? float by. Yeah. 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 We got new worries about California's raging wildfires, already the deadliest in the state's history. Donald Trump upending Obamacare, and what's old is new again. For example, the Razor flip phone. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. Really? I had one of those. It'd be great if it was a phone. Hardly a phone. I don't really need it's a, a phone. It's a little computer. I almost, you know, back in the day it was kind of cool to now have a phone I can travel around with. I don't even need a phone anymore since I can text and tweet and stuff like that. I don't really need access to a phone. Uh, stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yeah, let's jump into it. The news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, deadliest wildfires in California history. At least 31 dead, hundreds still missing. Fires in Northern California burning 300 square miles, all fueled by the devil winds. Now, Cal Fire's uh, David Shu giving the example of the Atlas Fire raging in Solano County. The Atlas Fire uh, started, uh, and very soon afterwards, the, the huge winds that we had that evening precipitated an onslaught of fires, which California has rarely ever seen. Now, those winds have been calm for the last few hours, but they're expected to kick back up again late tonight and go on into the weekend. That's rough. Upending Obamacare, the White House said late Thursday would would immediately stop payments to insurers under the Obama-era health care law because the government can't legally continue to pay the cost-sharing subsidies because they don't have formal authorization from Congress. We will have Craig, the Obamacare lawyer, with us at 8.04 to discuss this and its significance at length. President Trump's chief of staff, John Kelly, made his first appearance at a White House press briefing, Kelly telling reporters... He was not brought in to try and control the president. 
he was brought into that job to instill order in the Oval Office. And while he's calling it the toughest job he's ever had, he denies having a tense relationship with his boss. Unless things change, I'm not um, quitting, I'm not getting fired, and uh, I don't think I'll fire anyone tomorrow. And Kelly's insisting part of the image problems are caused by the media, particularly when they concentrate on taking certain kinds of pictures of him while the president's speaking. Well, you guys at the cameras always catch me when I'm thinking hard, and it looks like I'm frustrated and mad. You know, I wondered about that. Whenever you see those pictures, yeah. look at a depressed John Kelly. Okay, you can take all... That's what they do on reality TV, speaking of Trump. They, they find you... You know, with a, a an exasperated look on your face, which could be about anything, and then write it into the story. Well, they they cut in a shot that they took hours after somebody says something and put that in as the reaction shot. It's just, it's fictional. Motorola. Uh, I just, and yeah. one more quote from Kelly yesterday. Yeah. He said at the end of it, it's astounding to me how much is misreported. I will give you the benefit of the doubt that you're operating off of contacts, leaks, whatever you call them. But I would offer you this advice. I would say maybe develop some better sources. <laughs> yeah. So NBC yeah. specifically was the leader in these stories yeah. this week. Mm-hmm. And that he's saying, get some better sources, because that's just not true. And they wouldn't run with the Weinstein stuff because it wasn't nailed down enough. Mm. What else do you need to know? And Motorola is going to be bringing back its iconic Razer flip phone, which was first released in 2004 and quickly became the phone everybody wanted because of its then very innovative flip-open screen. So Motorola is going to be uh, teaming up with a British company. They're going to create the Blade. It'll sell for about 66 bucks. expected to be available next month. The Blade has the flip-open screen. It's a fairly basic phone. It comes with some classic apps like an alarm and a calculator, but not social media apps like Facebook or Instagram. The company expects the phone to be used by people who want to get away from social media, and they will be aiming a lot of their sales pitch at hipsters. Don't you have a story today about how all this modern stuff is ruining us? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I do. It's long and detailed. I'm not sure today's the day, but um, yeah, there are there are serious now weighty studies about how social media uh, constant availability on smartphones right. are affecting particularly young people and how it's causing essentially mass uh, mental health problem. I don't doubt it a bit. That doesn't surprise me. We as human beings are not designed to be taking in what we're taking in at the rate we're taking it in. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Is there anybody that doesn't agree with that? In terms of social interaction um, uh, and the good and bad that comes with that, it reminds me a little bit of these firefighters who are working four or five days without sleep. Right. Um, it's it will just you know catnaps and caffeine and the rest of it. It, it 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 will break them if they don't get some rest. And God bless them for their efforts. These guys and gals are heroes. Um, but in terms of social interaction, we're not designed for four, five, six days practically with no sleep from that either. And so it's 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 turning people into nut jobs. The number of that's, breaks. That's technical talk. Somebody should do a good study on this, but the number of breaks you used to get mentally per day, uh, maybe you're sitting on the subway, you know, some sort of mass transit, maybe you're um, maybe you're standing in line at the coffee shop, whatever, just these little mental breaks where you just kind of sit there and zone out that that yeah. everybody now just checking their phone so mm-hmm. you don't get the mental break. Right. There, there has to be a, a major change in that. Hours per day to almost zero. 
And those of us who work for a living full time or, you know, have the various enterprises going on, you can't picture how much uh, kids, including young adults who aren't fully employed uh, and some who are actually, you can't you got to trust me on this. It is a constant. They are attached to it. They are always staring at it, always posting this and looking at that and the rest of it. Um, It's very odd. I find myself sometimes I'll be watching kind of a slow-moving TV show, and I just reflexively yep. start to reach oh, yeah. for my phone. I need, a, I need better input. Yeah, and then I'll hear something else. Like, oh, wait, what I miss? And then I have to rewind the shit. Like, it's, it's, that's a, it's gross. I hate oh, myself oh, when I do oh, that. Oh, yeah, I do it, too. It is, it is weird. We have trained our brains in an obviously not healthy way, and we all recognize that. And I should point out, and, and we'll get to this. Maybe Monday would be a good day for it. I don't know. Um, that the, the lady who is the main go-to scientist in this article makes it clear, I don't have any particular... Uh, uh, need to or desire to compare this to what used to be. She said, that's not my field. My field is understanding what people do and how it affects their mental health. So listen, this is not some sort of nostalgia thing or a kids these days thing. This is a study of the effects it's having on people's uh, uh, psyche. I think we just all just we just know that. I don't, don't think we? anybody's denying no. it, honestly. No. But boy, it's hard to communicate to youngsters. That look, you're you're doing yourself damage. They don't want to hear it. And it's going to be hard for me to so communicate. You got to slap them around. It's going to be hard for me to communicate it when they see me doing it. Okay. That's bad for you. I'm staring at my phone. Who said that? Where'd you learn to do drugs, Jimmy? From you, Dad. Yeah. I learned it from you. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk to a, stone. We're going to talk to a healthcare expert about what the latest Trump maneuverings mean. We'll do that in about 15 20 minutes. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty show. I kind of got this reputation. I don't want to be the kind of person that, you know, there's a feel good story and then you look for the dark side or try to undermine it or something. But oh boy. This story that came out yesterday that everybody was so happy about cuz they, they, they rescued this family that had been held by the Taliban for so long. Right. The yeah. details coming out about this story are weird. Why did you take your pregnant wife hiking in Afghanistan? Why did you continue to have sex and children while in the captivity of the Taliban? So I'm trying to read more of these Why interviews. Why not? I'm trying to read more of these interviews and figure out exactly what was going on there. Yeah, oh, well, well it's, the, it's quirky, I'll grant you. Well, the immediate portrayal was just kind of a, you know, a, a, awful, uh, you know, a, an American family captured right. captured by the Taliban and held for years. You took your pregnant wife to Afghanistan to go hiking around the mountains. Mm. Who does that? Well, maybe she likes to hike. Right. And if I'm in the clutches of the Taliban, I'm saying to uh, 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 Malalemo, I'm saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, she's my wife and all. Oh, yes, I know. Well, you know... Uh, We're working on building a family. A man, a man has needs, a woman has needs. Uh, what's your point? Well, you know, you're keeping it... Do you mind if we, uh, you know, husbands... Are, well, of course not. Well, this is none of my business. So they went ahead, had a family. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're free now. I hope they had didn't endure horrors. More on that coming up. Horrors. Uh, a couple of things about uh, the Mandalay Bay Casino, the terrible Las Vegas shooting, uh, the nightmare, etc., the changing timeline. Yeah, yeah, and I'll get to that in a second or two. The story, um, uh, as of a day or two ago, was that the uh, security guard was shot down, and it was six minutes before the shooting of the concert began, and uh, the crowd below, and that nobody had called the cops in that 
intervening six minutes from the the casino. Um, and uh, well, we got a couple of emails on that, but this one in particular, I'd like to feature from a uh, Brad. Uh, I used to sell to the security departments at casinos. The MGM Group was my largest client. They own Mandalay and about half the strip casinos. The security infrastructure is amazing. Lots of former law enforcement plus extensive use of technology. Huge staffs and budgets. Hard to believe there was any delay in coordinating with law enforcement. Local, state, and federal is often on site. There's much more to come out on this story. Hey, my brother's done uh, security at uh, casinos before. He was a fairly highly trained, a lot of military experience guy. I know they hire lots of people like that. So, Which was my assumption when we were talking about it the other day. So the fact that somebody would be firing into the hallway and then nobody would think of calling the police or doing anything about it is pretty weird. You know, we had one person posit that nobody wants to make a decision anymore unless there's a specific rule or policy that says they should take action and tells them exactly how we're, we're stamping out independent thought. I agree with that point of view. I'm not sure that's the case um, in this case. And by the way, Brad in Elk Grove signs off. Fag since the last guys got fired pre-day one, bitches. I'm not sure there's any need for such strong language. That's how hmm. long he's been listening to the show, Brad. But uh, Ken wants to know. Uh, well, see, he says, I, see I, just, I don't quite understand those people. So you were willing to listen to anything that came on this frequency. You were just going to stay with this frequency, <laughs> no matter what was on Why? it. That's just a man with a broken radio. <laughs> that's that's the Brad. I am so sorry. I work with uh, demented people. They say things terrible things. Ken says the reason they didn't call the cops right away was because they didn't know if their mafia owners were killing somebody and they'd need to hide the body or call the cops. Now that's Ken. I think you're thinking about the fifties. Um. The uh, MGM Resorts, the parent company of Mandalay Bay in uh, Las Vegas, says that the latest police timeline is absolutely not accurate. The the hotel security guard was not shot six minutes before the shooting began. At issue, obviously, is whether the hotel delayed a bizarre amount of time before uh, making the call um, and and permitting the deaths of, of the dozens and the injuries of the hundreds. When when the sheriff made this announcement that made everybody go, what? About the six-minute gap. He said he thinks the timeline will change again. I don't understand how this doesn't get nailed down. Has, has, how, do, how does The somebody... quality of the information. Okay. For instance, the original, the statement from the hotel company says the timeline, the inexplicable one, was based on a report manually created after the fact. So somebody just filled out a form and said 1006 or whatever. Without the benefit of information we now have, MGM says that the shooter actually began firing into the festival within 40 seconds of when the security guard, Mr. Compost, first reported over radio that shots had been fired. That makes more sense when he realizes I've been discovered. If I'm going to do this, I better do it now. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, Metro officers were together with armed Mandalay Bay security officers in the building when Compost first reported the shots fired. These Metro officers and armed Mandalay Bay security officers immediately responded to the 32nd floor. Because it wouldn't make any sense for the scumbag to have waited around for six minutes. Because he would think the police are going to show up and have done all this preparation. I think everybody reacted the same way yesterday. That doesn't make sense. Okay. Going to talk to a uh, lawyer about health care coming up. The Armstrong and Getty Show.